Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show.
the more work you do around your health and fitness, the stronger you get. Well, the same is true with creativity. It's, it's Maya Angelou said it's the infinite resource. The more you have, the more you get. The more you use it, the more you have. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, I'm so excited for today's episode because it is all about everything that I love, which is creativity and really stepping your purpose and your calling and everything that comes up around actually doing that. And before we get to it, speaking on that exact note. You guys, if you have not heard, I have created a new event with my amazing co-host and partner and collaborator on this journey. And that is Lindsay Schwartz. And we have created something called Event Love. You can find all about it at eventluv.com, eventluv.com. And you guys, truly, this is another step on my life's Path. Like, this is that place that I know I'm being called to. And I am being called to help teach future teachers, speakers, leaders, event hosts, anyone who wants to truly get their message out there in a massive way. So maybe you have an existing business and you want to run a mastermind and add a mastermind element to it. Maybe you have something that you want to start doing high-end weekend retreats. Maybe it's something that you just want to start doing large retreats or small workshops, or you can see something in your life right now. Maybe you work for a company that you could see creating a promotion for yourself through creating a new uh, thing that you could be doing for your company and doing events and doing workshops within your own company and offering this set of skills and helping host events at your own company as is. You guys, we are so incredibly excited about this endeavor because we know we are called to help the future leaders, facilitators, and teachers. So if you are already doing events, but you really want to learn how to make them profitable, if you want to step in even bigger, if you want to learn the ins and outs and the secrets to owning your message, to feeling better, to feeling more confident within this work and being able to be supported within it and be profitable... You absolutely need to check this out. It's going to be super intimate. We are capping it at about 60 people. So it's one week long and it is a certification program. So after the week, you will feel like you have the skills. You will know the flow. You'll know how to set up your event. You'll know how to create transformational experiences for people. And you'll also be connecting with 60 other like-minded people who will help support you on your journey. So if you don't feel supported now... You will later, but first you have to support yourself by creating that accountability, 
creating that pressure for yourself to show up. And you do it by saying yes before you feel ready. So go to eventlove.com, eventluv.com, and we would love to see you there. And on today's podcast, you guys, it's Chase Jarvis. I got to meet this human at the Summit of Greatness, and I immediately uh, felt like I knew him. I share a little bit of a story about the first time I met him on this podcast and also got to learn from him. So spent about two hours uh, getting to just be immersed in everything that he knows. And I'll tell you that his mind is brilliant He's and he's worked with some of the most brilliant minds. He's an award-winning artist, entrepreneur, and one of the most influential influential pho- photographers of the past decade. He's created campaigns for Apple, Nike, Red Bull, and others. He was a contributor for the Pulitzer-winning New York Times story, Snowfall, and earned an Emmy nomination for his documentary, Portrait of a City. He also created Best Camera, the first photo app to share images to social networks. And he's the founder of Creative Live. You guys, I don't know if you've gone to that website, but it is awesome. It's where more than 10 million students learn photography, video, design, music, and business from the world's top creators and entrepreneurs. Uh, he has been a keynote speaker uh, forever. He's been an advisor to Fortune 100 brands and has been a guest at the Obama White House, the United Nations, the Library of Congress, 10 Downing Street, Buckingham Palace, and the DIFC in Dubai. Wow. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I I think that we are on the edge of our seat. So let's just start this. Chase, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Lori. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this, number one, because when I met you for the first time, I was like, oh my Lord, he's one of those people that... Can like I was literally able to drop in with you like after five seconds, mm-hmm. and you make people feel like you've almost like you've met them before. Like I was almost questioning myself, like, am I supposed to know him? <laughs> he, have you ever met someone like that where you're like, wait, does he know me really well? Because he's acting like we're friends, and I'm really digging this, but I don't think I've met him before. It's the same thing that I had in meeting you. I'm like, I feel like we've we travel in the same circles. We have a lot of the same friends. And for one reason or another, I felt connected right away. And so maybe that's good. There's, there's kismet there. Yeah. I, I just think there's this certain with everybody, right? There's this certain energy that you're like, oh, okay. I can be my comfortable people. right now. Yes. My people. Exactly. <laughs> my people. So number two, though, I know that Chris just got to have a conversation with you. So then of course, like most couples, <laughs> then we have another conversation about you. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was so good. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you today because you are just in like the vortex of a topic <laughs> that I absolutely love. And that is creativity. And you're literally... You have so much incredible success um, from uh, Creative Live to so many other... You have so many other projects going on. Mm. Mm. Is that because you're like a crazy creative or, or what is that? Just fill me in on a, a few of your other projects that you have. Uh, sure. Um, well, most recently, what uh, I, I, I read a book that's dropping this week. It's called Creative Calling. I think my day-to-day, I'm spending a lot of time on Creative Live, where I'm the founder and CEO, which I don't know if folks at home are familiar with Creative Live. It's the world's largest... Uh, learning platform for creators and entrepreneurs. It's where more than 10 people, 10 million people go to uh, 
to learn about creativity, entrepreneurship, and pursuing their passions and career, hobby, and life. I've built a couple iPhone apps and my sort of the foundation, which was my entree into really connecting with my own native creativity was through photography, where I had a long career shooting um, everything from stuff, fine art to, to commercial advertising for the Nikes and the, the Apples of the world. Uh, and so it's all just kind of a little mishmash and I, I find my way to make it work. But the best part about it is I get to go to work with people who, who resonate, who love what they do. Uh, and I get to be around folks like you who are pursuing their passions. And if, look, if you can spend, there's so many things in the world that we can't choose. And if you can you know, choose how you spend your time and with whom, like you got it all. So mm-hmm. I feel super, super blessed. I'm really excited about the book. And uh, thanks for, for having me on the show. Seriously, mm-hmm. grateful. Mm, well, thank you. And I, I literally cannot wait to read this book because some of my favorite books are about creativity and the resistance around it and what it really means, mm-hmm. what the habit is. And good Lord, I have had a insane um, psychotic relationship with creativity. So it's like a love-hate, right? It's And now it's more of a love because I understand it, but I just didn't understand it before. So I do want to ask you though, because I heard on my walk <laughs> that you didn't think that you were a creative before and you just rambled off things that people are like, okay, well, that has to be like something that you were born with or a talent or, or you know, something that's innate within you. So can you tell me a little bit about that story about how you... Yeah. Um, Well, I think my story is... um, I think it parallels the story for so many of us. And that is we're a... We come into this world and if you ask, like, just go to any first grade class, right? And you're like, who, you know, who wants to come to the front of the room and draw me a picture? How How many hands go up in a first grade class? Every hand goes up. Because we are like innately creative. And as a young kid, I super identified with it. You know, I made films with my spare time with a little crappy Super 8 camera and mm-hmm. my parents' little Insomatic camera that had that little flash cube on top of it. And, and I remember in second grade, Miss Kelly's class specifically, I used to love to, you know, like I had a little stand up comedy routine and I had a, a comic book strip that I wrote every week. My character's name was Clyde. And like the details are, are less important, but I, I definitely, like all of those activities brought me joy. And then one day it was the parent-teacher conference and I overheard Miss Kelly tell my mom that I was better at, I was so much better at sports than I was at art. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, like, I can't even say it was like traumatic. It was just like a, oh, well, I had no idea because as a child or a kid, you're, you're not judging your, the quality of your comic book strip, right? <laughs> your, 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 your magic tricks might suck or your stand-up routine or whatever it is that you're doing. My film might, might have sucked. But what we do is we gravitate to the things where we, we get rewarded, right? And so it's like, oh, well, I, I, okay, great. Then I'm going to dive into sports. And to be totally crystal clear, it served me well. I, I went to college on a soccer scholarship. I played at a high level with soccer and football and went on to be on the Olympic development soccer team. And it, it served its purpose, but something really interesting happened to me a week before my college graduation. And I'll even say dramatic and that my grandfather dropped dead of a heart attack, mm-hmm. no expectation, no, like it was just wow. there and then gone. Mm-hmm. 
And he had been a photographer. And my whole childhood from, you know, started that second grade classroom to, to that point, like my grandfather and my dad, they were always around taking pictures of me and my friends, you know, skateboarding or playing football or soccer. And, and so I always had a curiosity of photography and I, I was aware that it was pretty cool to be able to capture a moment that was never going to happen again. But to be fair, again, I was doubling down on my identity had been more as an athlete. And if I was an athlete, then, well, I wasn't creative because those are separate things. So so culture tells us. And I think my story is, you know, it's uniquely mine. But the reality is, is that is a cultural narrative about how we perceive creativity. It's something that you either have and people are either rewarded or, or steered away from it. And that creativity is it's it, creativity like in, is a small C and it means art. It means drawing and painting and writing. And, and when in reality, none of those things are exclusively true, that creativity is so much bigger than just art. And we are all fundamentally creative. Just go back to that first grade classroom. Mm-hmm. Like we all want to express ourselves and we all, as young people, don't actually care. Are we drawing or painting or is it finger paints or is it dance or, or whatever? And I'm, I just, as a person who then came back to creativity, when my grandfather, as he died, he willed me his cameras. And so I got to, at that moment, and often this happens through trauma or some, you know, it's not always negative. It could be the birth of a child. You start to just like question everything. Like, what am I doing? And, and what I questioned when my grandfather dropped dead was, wait a minute, this is the universe like giving me his cameras and I'd always been curious of it. And, and so I picked up his cameras and started teaching myself how to take pictures. I, in fact, put all my stuff in a backpack and went on this sort of a vision quest to try and understand a little bit more about myself and the world. And, and it was weird to come full circle and realize that I had sort of incidentally, because of the dominant culture narratives that we're all programmed with, denied that part of myself and I felt bad about it. And so I started digging into that. And lo and behold, I realized that that experience of creating something, A, it's supernatural. It's what we were put on this planet to do. And B, it, the definition of creativity, it's not just photography or design or whatever, that we are creating machines as human beings, right? That's like what differentiates us from all the other species. We've just been taught to think in this really narrow definition that creativity is art and it's finger painting and all these other things. And when in reality, it's building a family, mm. coding, creating a career. Uh, sure, it includes, includes photography and design and all those things. But ultimately, all of these little decisions that we make every day, these small daily creative acts, what you're going to have for dinner, um, what business are you going to build? When you start to look at those as small individual creative acts, it starts to help you understand that, you know what? I actually have agency to create my life. This is just creativity at a different scale. So, you know, to go back to your original question, yeah, I totally denied my creativity. And I don't think it's all that uncommon. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. I ended up just unpacking my own creativity and, and embracing it and, and have had a life that, you know, was so good to me and rich and, and creative and a lot of the traditional ways, but also into being able to craft that 
arc of life, the creativity with the capital C. And like, wait a minute, why is nobody talking about this? So that's why I had to write the book and I'm still on the journey. Mm. Okay, so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get when you get a a four-minute opening monologue. (laughs) You're talking to someone and you're like, just pick because there is literally 20 different ways I could go with this right now because I'm (laughs) curious. So what was the point for you? You you know, when you went on the journey with the cameras and and it was like the universe kind of telling you, is this the direction I'm supposed to go? There are those choices where you're like, you could choose to believe this is the direction you're supposed to go. Or was there also something like deep in you that was not being satisfied or something that you felt was like, you know, for me, I call it like my inner like toddler that's having a temper tantrum when I'm not listening to it, when I don't let it express or like create. Was some of that going on for you that was like also a nudge to go on this journey? What did that feel like? How was that coming out for you? Well, the title of the book is Creative Calling. And I think ultimately it can be a calling when we learn to pay attention to it. But the cool thing is, is it first starts out as a whisper. And it is that thing that is inside you. This is a voice. This is an experience that we've all had when we're doing things that make us happy with people that bring us joy and we're spending time on things that bring us fulfillment and what matters. Mm-hmm. And then we've all had lots of experiences where we're not in that space. And you know, whether it was the death of my grandfather or having a little space to start to reflect on that, in, 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 you know, for whatever reason, I was able to pay attention and just to, to listen to, you know, it, maybe it was that inner toddler or whatever, but the cool thing is that, you know, through deconstructing my own life, the successes and failures that I've had, and, you know, the, the world's top creators and entrepreneurs, many that I've had on my podcast, the Richard Bransons and the Brene Browns and the, the Tim Ferrisses and the Gary Vees, the people that are, are, are dear friends of mine. And you start, you know, having really long, deep conversations with them and realize that, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. This is a thing that we, we all were told what we were supposed to be or do or, be like this and go to the school and do this thing. And it came from people who we love dearly, from our, our closest peers, our friends, our family, our loved ones. And yet we can still feel off. We can still have chased the thing that my second grade teacher told me to chase, which served me well for a long time. But there was something that I was ignoring and something that I was denying in myself, which was that for me, that was sort of my inner creative mojo. And again, this is a really common paradigm. You start deconstructing the lives of the most successful folks. And for very few people, is it just like you just like woke up one day? Yep. Oh, I know I'm going to do this. And then you go do it. It's usually this winding, imperfect, sort of stumbling path before we figure it out. To me, that's, you know, to answer your question directly, that's what was going through my mind. Like, is that thing that I'm hearing? Is that real? Is that me? And it just so turns out, just, just so happens that we all have this little voice and sometimes it's just a whisper and it certainly doesn't give us a map, but it gives us a compass and the compass, right? If you know the difference between a map and a compass, a map shows you the whole journey and start here and here. A compass is just a direction. And so, you know, whether through um, bliss or fear or ignorance or whatever reason, I just started walking toward that part of myself that I had heard and the strangest thing happened. Life started happening for me instead of to me. Mm. I started finding joy in these in these moments, and of course, 
you know, photography was the sort of the, 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 the lens through which I was looking at this double entendre, boom, boom, but, <laughs> but it was also like, oh man, it's not just about photography. This is about life. Like we have this inner voice and we're largely taught by people who we care about to ignore it. Like, nope, you need to go to school. You need to do this and this and this, and then you're going to get this job and then you're going to have this career and you're going to do that. You're going to have the gold watch and then you're going to retire and live happily ever after, which I understand why they tell us that. But you know what? Maybe that's not all there is. And I just think that, that we need to start paying attention. And for me, when I started paying attention, that's when life really started to unfold. Mm. So you explained a little bit about what, you know, what creativity is and how important it is, but what exactly, like, what is your relationship with it? What are its traits? Like if creativity were a person, like how can you explain it? Mm-hmm. Great question. I love it. I'm going to make a note of that one. That's a good one. Creativity were a person. It is this raw power that again forget everything you know about creativity and and, and if, if you're a person who identifies as a creator or not let's just park all that sort of lore for a moment mm-hmm. and say what it what it's not sometimes saying what it is is it's, it's important to juxtapose it with what it's not what it's not it, it does not require that you get a new set of friends that you move to paris so that you smoke these cigarettes that you buy some paints that none of those things, these are just toxic myths about what creativity is and who, what you look like if you practice it. And, and instead, what I want to do with creativity and you know, like what kind of person is it? It is the most inclusive thing on the planet. It's like creativity and love. Like that is our creating machines. Every single thing. When we're putting new ideas together in a way that only I can, or in a way, Lori, that only you can, because only you have your DNA, only you've lived the life that you've lived, only you have agency over your life at any one moment. And so all these little moments, deciding to make this exercise video or deciding to you know, join that mastermind or to craft your next course, whatever it might be, those are just wildly creative acts that are totally natural if we start to acknowledge that this is a power, this is like, it's our superpower. Uh, the, 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 the person that epitomizes creativity would be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it's literally the most fundamental things that we do on a day-to-day basis have creativity as their foundation. And again, this doesn't really fit with the idea of creativity that we were all sold. Or that we were talked into or out of as a five, 10, 15 year old. And so, you know, the purpose of the book, and this is again based on my realization of like, wait a minute, this is super inclusive. Every person is creative. And if instead of thinking of the old classic thing that you think of when you think of creativity and you hear things like starving artists and all that stuff, if you instead start to think of, wait a minute, just follow me here. One, everyone's creative. We just know that from that first grade class. Mm-hmm. Two, creativity is not some skill. It is a habit. It is like a behavior. It is a mentality. It's a process, not a product. I liken it to a muscle. This will be, you know, good. You're <laughs> you, as a, as a fitness person, you can acknowledge that the more work you do around your health and fitness, the stronger you get. Mm-hmm. Well, the same is true with creativity. It's it's Maya Angelou said it's the, it's a 
infinite resource. The more you have, the more you get. The more you use it, the more you have. And so if you believe one is true, everyone's creative. And you believe too that creativity is like a muscle. The big takeaway is it's in creating small, regular ways every day. So yes, cooking a meal, building a course, building a business, writing code, designing something. It's in doing those small daily actions that you actually recognize that you also can create, you have agency over creating your life. To me, that was what struck me when I started really identifying as like, yes, I'm creative. And I hear people say, oh, I'm not creative. And I know they mean it casually, but I think words matter. Mm-hmm. And I think if you recognize that, wait a minute, you're building businesses, mm-hmm. you're writing code, you're baking cakes, you're designing you know, your future, you're designing a home, you're building a family. All those things are wildly creative. And if you can start to draw a bigger circle around creativity and actually acknowledge that, that this is a power that you have, again, life starts to just to unfold in ways that you're like, wait a minute, this is possible. And all the lives that you see, whether it's your next door neighbor who's full of integrity and you appreciate them and, and their humility and wisdom, and, or it's you, you know, uh, Brene Brown or, or uh, Tim Ferriss or Lewis or anybody, you start to say, wait a minute, those lives that they're leading, you know what, they were designed. They didn't just stumble into that. They had a vision. They designed a path to get there. They executed that vision. And now they're sharing it with us. So this is a, like a repeatable thing in the world. To me, that's the, that's the unlock. That's the Trojan horse of the book. Mm. The, there's Okay, so here's a question I have around creativity because... You know, I I have seen it in my life. The more that I practice it, the more you obviously gain confidence and you realize that it's it's literally something that kind of opens up for you. But there's a couple of things that I can't necessarily explain to people unless they've also been there. But I would love to see if you could mm-hmm. if you've experienced this. Like um, I found with creativity that it's almost like it's it's not necessarily outside of you, but the more that you practice it, you almost like kind of tap into a like a vortex that doesn't actually... It feels even like bigger than you or smarter than you or something, but it is you, but you're tapping into it. And also I've noticed, um, you know, that happened throughout my book. I was like, wait, did I just write that? Because that sounds amazing. <laughs> and... I found that the more that I wrote, like the more this like access to this wisdom really opened up. And then also, do you think that there is much more wisdom that we get access to when we are creating with other people? Obviously, their brains and their perspective, but I feel like something else opens up even more. I love what you just decided, what you just said because it taps into two really, really key areas that. I've learned about through my own process and talking to some of these, some of the world's top performers. And, and, you know, let's take the first point, which is what is it you're tapping into? Mm-hmm. So what I believe you're tapping into is your own personal power. Mm-hmm. We are taught that power exists outside of us, that you have to be more like this or more like that, or that, you know, the answers are somewhere out there around the corner for you to go find. Mm-hmm. We always talk about finding our purpose. I call BS. Mm-hmm. The answers are in you. Mm-hmm. You create your purpose. And it's through action, not your intellect, 
that you actually discover this. It's that's why the doing is so important. And the thing that you tap into, that is your true authentic self. When you can start to pay attention to that, it's like being supercharged. I got a line in the book. It's like when Dorothy steps out of, you know, her black and white Kansas world, it's it's like she steps into technicolor munchkin land. It's like a completely different universe. And that's exactly what you were describing. If I'm, if I'm taking it um, as I think you intended, and it really is, it's like a new depth. And, and to me, that's our internal personal power that we all have. And the cool thing is that this is available to all of us. And if you're not feeling it, Hey, no problem. Life's have seasons. You know, we all have felt in flow and out of flow. The cool thing about creativity is that it is a direct access. It has the most direct access to that. And especially when you're sort of tapped into your own authenticity and you can, what I would say, um, tap into that, your intuition, which is something that, especially in Western cultures, we're taught to largely ignore, right? Like we talk about the brain and cognition and rational thought. And hey, I, I'm not against any of those things. but what we know about the body is that the brain is a multi-million-year-old organ that's designed to keep you alive, not happy, <laughs> not fulfilled. That's not its concern. And so if you can start to listen to your heart, your gut, that's why they call it a gut instinct, because it's a total body. And you felt this before in your life. Everybody who's listening has. You start to look backwards. Like Think about times where you felt like that everything was happening effortlessly when you were around people that you loved, when... Um, you felt in line with your purpose and, and a higher meaning for your life. That is available to you at all times. And it is found in your intuition. You start trusting that gut. And that is, as you said, it starts to unfold. So to me, that's you know, the part of the, the first part of your question. The second part, what is it like to do that with other people? Mm-hmm. In the book, I, I go really deep into a thing that I think is wildly misunderstood, and that's community. The book is organized in a very simple framework. There's This is a creative process. And if you just go through this process, whether you're baking a cake or building a business or designing your life, it's four steps. I-D-E-A, idea. I is for imagine what's possible. And then there's a whole set of steps on how you sort of break out of conventional thinking in order to, to create a new vision for either the cake or for your life. D is design. You have to design a set of behaviors that are going to get you there if you want to be super fit. You're going to design a workout. If you want to be extra, you want to tap into your creativity, you're going to design a daily practice around that. Every, again, nothing is really happens on accident. You don't stumble into something to get repeated success. You design it. So E is you're just executing that vision that you designed. And this fourth piece, the piece that I want, I think that you locked into is what I call amplify. And that has everything to do with community. So, so many of us, and you know, just raise your hand whether where you're jogging down the road right now or sitting in your car or at home listening to this or at work, just raise your hand. It'll be fine. We'll all look around and look at everybody raising our hands. If you've ever felt you, you've done your best work, you've put it out, you've put everything you had into the thing, whether it was a performance or a presentation for work or a, a meal that you worked hard to create for your family or a dinner party, whatever the circumstance, and if you put it out there in the world, you're nervous. and then. Crickets, <laughs> tumbleweeds, nothing, no response. Mm-hmm. It's humiliating and you feel horrible. And, and the, the thinking 
is where we, where people go wrong is that they've done something wrong, that it's not their best work or that they somehow shouldn't have done that. When the reality is the only missing ingredient was you hadn't actually participated in a community or built a community around your work, around a, a set of people, ears, eyes, hearts, and souls for your work to land. Mm-hmm. And people think that, oh, well, look at his success or her success and that they just did the work because that's what we're sold. Oh, great work, bubbles to the top. Baloney. <laughs> the hardest working people that I know or the most talented people that I know are also the hardest working. And half of their time, literally half, is spent cultivating community. And that can take many forms. But community is such a huge... like. You're, you're creating a place for your work to land, for yourself to get feedback and to support and to be supported. And, you know, if you take your question at just slightly more than face value, you start to understand that community and creating with others, alongside them, in service of them, to support them is everything. So powerful. And you know that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I watch the community that you've built around your work and it's so inspiring. And when you put the book out, because you've been giving back to people for so long and because you've been, you know, I love to say, be the fan you wish you had. You show up for other people. And in showing up for other people, they in return will show up for you. And not in the transactional way either, as in a supportive, like, these are my people sort of way. Mm. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, just that. <laughs> And also for that, um, and, and that's so true. I can't even tell you guys, you brought me right back to, you know, years ago when I was really just in the fitness world and I started transitioning to personal development. Like I remember my first few Facebook posts, I was like, they hate it. They don't want me to talk about this. I should just post another picture in the gym. And it was like, don't like, it was, it was me getting in the way of like, no, you have to, you don't have the right people yet. Like keep talking. Mm-hmm. So years and years later, you finally, you know, build this amazing community. And I, people really, I think it's hard to remember that or see that transition period. Um, can, I, yeah. can I throw one other thing in there to agree with what you're saying? People, they definitely don't see that transition period. And what they do see is Lori Harder, Instagram following X uh, or uh, Twitter following Y or mastermind group Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the answer is... It's not about Lori. If you're sitting in Ohio and you're underwear listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> it's it's about you. And it's not about a thousand Instagram followers or a million Instagram followers. If you're a blacksmith in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you maybe need a, 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 a community of 12 restaurateurs for whom you take care of their knives or that plus one ranch and you take care of all the horses on the ranch or whatever the thing is. Community is a really misunderstood word. And and it's important to think that it's not just in terms of likes and posts and social media, but in actual sort of online and in actual community. And, you know, when you started first talking about things in, in the larger field of personal development, rather than just fitness, you even if you had 10 people who loved it, there were 10 people mm-hmm. and you start to be in service of those 10 people. If it's a direction you want to go in and it's not to say you're ignoring the other thousand people who were following you before 10,000, 10 million. But as you start to be in service of the community and try to add value to that community, 
again, your tribe grows, you connect. This is like this creativity is a huge vehicle for human connection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to solve a lot of problems in the next chapter. Oh my gosh. I, it is, this is so vital, which is why I cannot wait until this is in my hands is in that people are getting this out there listening to this because the, the thing that's in my mind right now that I'm literally, this is a mantra that I'm saying in my head all the time in the morning is to create before I consume, because if I consume and it's not going towards like my inspiration Mm-hmm. in the morning, I notice I get really like depressed and verklempt. So I feel it right away in my system. Like my body doesn't want to like consume other people's ideas or negative things or the news. Like I really, really, I think we wake up and we want to put out, you know, what's inside of us. So we want to connect with people and talk about things that move us forward. So I think it's so incredibly powerful, but we block it and we get in resistance and we sabotage ourselves. So what do you like, what, what has pushed you to want to create this to help people get out of the way? Hmm. Well, let's be brutally honest and say the thing that is uncomfortable, but real. A lot of those things, they never go away. Mm -hmm. But here's the flip side of the same coin. You get infinitely better at managing them. The shoulds that other people have for you and your work and your feedback for you online when you don't actually want feedback or the social media world that you described, that's not going away. But what can you develop is becomes the question to be better at maintaining the mindset that is so important for your own personal development and creativity. It's a set of habits, right? Just like anything. It's a set of habits with a foundation of a great mindset that, are, that will help you reach your goals. And in the, that's hopefully the refreshing part to all this is I'm not asking you to move to Paris. You do not need to wear a beret, whether you're building a business or baking a cake or building a life. It really is a practice. And you said it you know, yourself best. When you wake up in the morning, you feel the desire to create and to connect. And I'm just saying that you lean into that. It doesn't have to, this is not about going to the art store and buying all the supplies on aisle six and moving that stuff into your closet. And then like when it comes down to, okay, you know, it's not, it's not what it's about. It's what, what gets you excited? What gets you up in the morning? Is it morning pages? Are you trying to just write down something, a vision for yourself and refer to that every day? Whatever it is, it's these small daily habits that when practiced over time, or to use you, your words and to quote our friend Marie Forleo, when you're creating with your vision first versus consuming all the other stuff of everybody else, you're infinitely better off. And whatever your own personal habits are, I don't want to, you know, I do go into a lot of behaviors and habits in the book, so it's very actionable on how to tap into that creativity. But it's also true that. If you're so, and we get sucked into this because we can say, oh, I'm doing research. I want to get inspired or I'm a photographer. So Instagram is helpful or I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, a coach. So watching the coaching of other people is helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's really happening is you're comparing their highlight reel to your missed car payment, dirty sink, um, you know, all the dirty laundry that you've got that's not done. And that's why, you know, to, again, to go back to your, your point, like 
creating something, even something small and fleeting is always a better way to start your day. That's why, you know, habits like not paying attention to email for the first thing, taking care of your, whether it's the mantra that you were saying to yourself or, you know, a vision board or meditation, exercise, whatever you're sort of just protecting that time is so, so critical. How do you protect your time? For that, how do you plan it? How do you protect it? Like when you know that creativity is important, but perhaps you don't have a specific project or something like that. Well, I like to start with your curiosity. We all have something in our past that connected us to creativity in a really simple, fundamental way. (laughs) Whether it was picking up a a guitar, like I watched you do on Instagram recently. (laughs) Like, let me just ask you a simple question. Why are you playing the guitar now? Um, because I truly need to express that. <laughs> that, yeah. that, it, was, that a piece of your past? Have you played it before? Have I played it before? No. Great. So you're, there's a piece of you that's calling out to be, to express yourself and you listen to that, that answer. It wasn't, you know, uh, something that someone said, you must play the guitar. It was like, what do I feel like doing? So yeah. when you listen to yourself there, you, know, you get clues and a, a lot of clues are, present in what brought us joy as a kid or two weeks ago, or we, we have these moments. I like to, to follow the curiosity. So to me, that you know, that's one way to start. And what's important is it's not really about doing the perfect thing or not wasting time because what I'm really supposed to be doing is playing the mandolin, not the guitar. Like You're only going to figure your way to the mandolin if you start picking up the guitar and the guitar doesn't do it for you, then you're going to start you know, you're like, oh, I want to move to the next thing. And that's the cool part about this. It's, it's an imperfect process that you only get through doing. You cannot intellectualize your way to the mandolin. You, Lori, had to go through the guitar to get there. And so you had to take action. And when you decided, like, what am I going to do with my mornings? I want to, 15 minutes, I want to fill in the blank. Whatever the answer you come up with is the right answer until it's not. Mm-hmm. It's really about sort of taking action. And to the point of what do I do to protect my mornings? This is pretty simple. It is a, you know, of the 150 people that I've had on my podcast, of the thousand people who have taught on the Creative Life platform, my own experience, the one of the single biggest patterns is people protecting their morning to establish the day. And whether you do that through any of the methods we talked about, mindfulness, meditation, exercise, prayer, um, morning pages, whatever, there is a, an intentionality that um, is very, very popular amongst the highest performers. And right now you might be saying, hey, look, man, I got you know, three kids and I got to be to work at five in the morning and I, gotta, I don't got time. I, you only don't have time until you endure enough pain mm. to find the time. Mm. You don't like again, you, this concept of finding things is, is fiction. You create things. People, you say, oh, you're the founder of Creative Live. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't find anything. I worked my ass off. Like I created it. So, you know, I think just to be clear, there's this power of intention that um, whether it's protecting your morning or deciding what small, some small creative act you can do every day. Um, you know, that's for each their own, but the answers are in you and starting, starting to learn to trust that the answers are in you through experimenting and play and looking a little bit to your past. You're not trying to like 
solve all the universe's problems right now. You're, you're just trying to get your energy moving. That's step one is do something instead of nothing. Ah, so good because I just love that. Like you, you create the time. It's true. And I haven't created the time until I was in enough pain of like, I have to have an outlet. Like I have to figure this out. And, you know, part of me wants to make the time to create little audio clips of what you're saying and send it to all the people I know who tell me they don't have <laughs> But I realized that wouldn't be a good use of my creative time. So, um, so I, I have a question for, um, on, you know, entrepreneurs who sure. are potentially listening right now, because I know that I said this um, for a very long time to myself. Like in my head, I was saying... You know, before I, Chris and I have ballroom dance. Like we ballroom dance for four years, and we competed. Like very important things for us, like creatively. That that a lot of the times we looked at, and we kept wanting to give up for more space for more work. And I, it's like putting the pressure on creativity to have to be productive, like right away or in the beginning. So, how did you start to shift your mindset around? something that may not feel productive or you might really need to be making money right now, but the realizing the importance, like what was that shift for you? Mm. Life is the best teacher. And I just had, there's this recurring theme that every time I've focused on something's, especially around creativity, when I've focused on something's utility, like how much money is it going to make? What's it going to get me? Mm-hmm. I, when I've been hyper aware of that, I have have a sort of certain set of outcomes, and then I'm going to contrast it with um, a whole different set of experiences. Which the biggest, unequivocally, no questions asked, nothing even comes close. The biggest successes, professional successes in my life, have all started with something that I deemed at the time completely useless, other than just little sparks of joy, which. You could say it's very useful, but like when I'm putting my productivity lens or my like efficiency vision for myself on that thing, didn't stack up at all. And I'll just give you a couple examples. Um, deciding to take pictures with my iPhone. Mm. And actually, before then, it was the Palm Trio, 0.3 megapixels. And remember, my background is as a photographer. So I've I'm shooting campaigns for Nike and Apple all over the world, million dollar budget. I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in camera equipment. And I started taking pictures with a 0.3 megapixel camera on my phone. People thought I was crazy, especially, you know, this is going to sound strange (laughs) given the days that we live in now. But, and I remember saying, you know what? This brings me a lot of joy just to stand here when I'm waiting for my morning coffee to take a cool picture of my donut. (laughs) Or, Or I mean my kale juice. Sorry, sorry, my kale juice. Um, and, and, but the reality is it brought me great joy. And I remember saying, ah, man, you know, the cool thing is like, this is just for me, it's just playful. And I started pulling on the thread and I started taking pictures. And then, you know, the next, then the flip phone came out with the the razor and that had a little better camera. And then the iPhone one came out and I, and it was that experience that playing with the mobile camera on my phone that led to me creating, uh, the first app that allowed people to take pictures, add cool effects, and share it to the internet. Sounds pretty popular, right? That years before Instagram, I developed an app called Best Camera, which was the, the app of the year in 2009 on the Apple platform. 
and you know millions of downloads and at that time you paid for every download so this thing that was i literally developed because it brought me joy and it, it was whimsy created the at that time I mean, arguably my biggest success mm. the same thing could be true for creative live i just learned a bunch about stuff in making an iPhone app that I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if we can start up this cool little community where I bring on experts and they can teach us about building business and photography. And it started out with my photography buddies. And then I'll tell you, like reality hit when you're like, oh my God, that is Richard Branson on on this platform. Mm. And it was also, it was rooted in play and joy and things that inspired me. So you know, and the, the same is true. This is not just true for me. It's a pattern that when we free our mind up to play and to pursue our passions and pursue that sort of creative whimsy, that it leads somewhere. And that's that intuition telling us what we need to be doing. It's always there for us. That's the cool thing. Right now, if you're like, dude, I got no idea. I'm stuck as AF. I'm stuck. What am I doing? Do something instead of nothing. Look backwards into your childhood. What has intrigued you that if you spent five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day doing, could you bring, could you get some joy? And my belief, my research says that nothing is going to lead to another thing. It's going to lead to another thing. And right now, if you're sitting there like, I desire, I want to be the owner of a cafe and I, you're, and yet you work at, um, at GoPro and you're, you're in the engineering department there and you're like, hmm. I'm not going to do the cafe thing because I don't know anything about food or I don't know about starting a business. And I don't, can't, can't get a bank loan. And I, what if you just started baking? Mm. What if you just started doing your own pour over coffees for your friends on Sunday mornings and you had a group that got together and did that. And then you made scones. And then that's how literally everything starts. Mm-hmm. It's about doing something rather than nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, I could talk to you all about this. It's one of my favorite topics. It really is because it's just, it's related through everything. It's weaved in to everything. I can trace it back to everything. There are principles, there are common themes. There's like life laws to creativity. And I know your book probably covers so many of the things um, that we can do to really bring that forth and take the pressure off of always needing it to be something, but also knowing it will essentially be something amazing for us. So what is, um, is there anything, any last words on your heart that you want to share with people? Well, I think I, I want to go back to basics and, that, and, and just get everyone to acknowledge, even if it's for a moment, that you are wildly creative. Mm-hmm. That whether you're aware of it or not, you're creating every moment of every day. Something happens to you and you react, you make the best of it. And that is not accidental. This is what differentiates us from all the other species on the planet is our ability to create. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a leap to see that whether you're creating a small thing on a daily basis, playing the guitar as you are or anything, it's literally the same muscles that you use to create your life. The people whose lives you look at and you say, oh my God, if I could just do that. You know what their view of their life is? That they're constantly creating and recreating it. The architects of their life, that they are designing it and executing a plan. That stuff that you look up to and you admire and respect and appreciate, it doesn't just happen. It's created. And 
those people know that and that they know that through small daily creative acts that they discover their own agency and then they start to imagine what's possible for themselves. They design a system to do it. They execute that vision and then they share it with the people that are that are in their world. And repeat, it is not, it's, it's like, it's dangerously simple, but it requires work that few people in our culture are attuned to. I do feel that there's this huge growing groundswell. Just look at the, you know, the explosion of, of entrepreneurs and that we can all sort of make a business and we've got tools that are free or cheap or accessible. Like all that stuff is being democratized and it's so cool. We're on the cusp of greatness. And I would ask the folks at home, like, what are you doing in service of that? Mm-hmm. And, and taking, taking um, agency, taking your agency seriously is the first thing, the, the, the number one thing that I would recommend because it's all creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where can we read more? Where can we find... Where, how can we get this book? Oh, okay. Um, it's everywhere books are sold. When this drops, it will be shipped to your doorstep in a matter of days. Um, and that's at the Amazons, the um, Apple books, the Barnes and Nobles, the uh, books a million. There's a million places to get a book. You know this. And there's a cool, we're, we're doing a couple of cool things. If you go to creativecalling.com, you can, if you, you uh, share your receipt with us, we will let you into a, an exclusive class that we're hosting on Creative Live, which is going to be super cool. Some world-class guests that have some of them I've name-dropped here in this podcast. Um, and yeah, there's just there's a thriving community around this. You're not alone. Like if you're wondering about your own creativity or you're stumbling through it, like, you know, I, I just want you to know you're not alone. The community around this book and um, at, at Creative Live and around these ideas are everywhere. I just want to see you take action. It's like it's the most important thing is to put some of this stuff to you. So, and I'm just Chase Jarvis and all the on the internet, um, whether that's Insta or YouTube or whatever, and Creative Live is the same. But again, the book the book is called Creative Calling, and it would mean the world to me if you check it out. Mm, thank you, Chase, so much. And you guys know that I am like a book total book. <laughs> So um, we we have our copies coming. We are gifting this to people because we think this is so insanely important. So um, Chase, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for doing this work in the world. And most of all, just literally, thank you for showing up how you do and making people feel that you are so present with them and so seen. And I just so like so beyond grateful to have people like you in the world who are doing this work who, um, you know, I know that you have worked with so many people and done such amazing things and yet you still take the time to truly make people feel like you are so present with them. So I'm really grateful for that. And you guys go grab his book. Um, I cannot wait to read it. I'll be posting about it. And Chase, I always end on one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready for it. I'm terrified, but I'm ready. No, I hate that when podcasters do it to me. I'm like, no. What's the most, the biggest, the, I'm just like, oh, I got a nail. Like I got 32 friends that have a book right now. I've got, what's your favorite album? I've got So you just met a stranger in passing, whether you're stuck in an elevator for 30 seconds or it's on the sidewalk, but literally it's just like a quick moment. It's like 30 seconds long and it's a total stranger and they look at you and they ask, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? 
the answers are inside you. The answers aren't, aren't, aren't anywhere you've been taught to look. The answers are all in there. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just, can you listen and be honest with yourself in the face of doubters and haters and even people who love you deeply, who are going to steer you wrong? The answers are in there. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And then hopefully you'll hand them a copy of your book. <laughs> hey, by the way, I've got this for you. Here's your answer. Bye. <laughs> Just Thanks. hit him over the head with it. Okay. Thank you so much, Lori. I appreciate you. Oh, I, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with anybody that you know is struggling or is looking for something creatively. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number? For real. My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community 
for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. 
Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.